Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're headed back stateside to see how the Yankees play Survivor. We're talking Survivor 42, Episode 2. I'm really missing the additional title. Yeah. Yeah, something meaty to kind of say at that point. Survivor 42. Grandpas versus youngsters. Gold diggers. Grandpas versus gold diggers. (laughs) Yes. Survivor 42. Grandpas v. Gold diggers. (laughs) What does that mean? I I, don't know. Jeff, why was I put on the grandpa camp? I'm 14 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff. I'm not even legally allowed to be playing here because uh, I'm not a grandpa or a gold digger. Okay, that's why it's not. <laughs> that's why it's illegal. My age, being 14, is irrelevant. You're welcome. Jeff, um, I woke up on this island. Where am I? Are you okay over there, Grandpa Cody? Your joke just made me laugh so good. Okay. I couldn't help but choke on your joke. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> We're talking Survivor 42, episode 2. Yes, like we said. And do you have any Survivor news up top to talk about, or should we just hop right into it? I think we need to dive on in. Splash. So, last week we said goodbye to Zach, super fan Zach. We talked about his letters to himself and all of that nonsense. Zach will come up again later on this episode. Oh, gosh. Um, so just hold on, Zach. We'll talk about you again. Let's put a little pin into Zach for right now. But not in, like, the voodoo doll type way. But like a butterfly, because he is both beautiful and social, like the butterfly. And being examined (laughs) by somebody. We start start with the Ika tribe, the blue tribe. Yeah, we do. Post-tribal, uh, they come back hoping that their fire is still going. Romeo. Which it was. Yes. Romeo feeling the death of the skinny boy alliance. Hashtag skinny guys. Hashtag skinny boys. Um, Tori, sad at Zach, but maybe jealous. Um, yeah. So Corey, Corey, Tori has this moment where she's like, you know, I am glad I wasn't voted out, but at first I was like. Oh, man, why wasn't that me? I could be headed towards comfort and food right now. And it's like, if that's your, like, first off, I did not expect her to say that. I was like, oh, he's like such a big fan. It should have been me. Like feeling bad about, but it's more like, oh, I'm jealous because he's going to be comfortable. Right. Very funny left turn. Jesus Christ. I I had mixed feelings about this comment because I think I was a little bit like critical because it is day two, but then it's like, oh, things are so tough. We've been given less than people usually start with. And I guess it is a relatable moment because she's talking about, like, I have to remind myself that I'm here. This is my dream, that I want this. And I think there is, like, we've all been in those, like, reality moments, right? Where yeah. something's been built up in your head and now here I am doing it. And it fucking sucks, bro. Yeah, and it's like, okay, but I, I want that fucking million dollars. This is Survivor, and I knew that this is what this is, but this I'm fucking... This was my dream. I'm hungry, and I'm 
cold tired and, tired. and my yeah. back hurts and I'm fucking sick of this bullshit and I just want to wipe my ass with toilet paper. It's funny because I started off against her as she said that, but I think it did become a pretty relatable humanizing moment. For oh, her. absolutely. But I think like as a viewer, it became a humanizing moment. Yes. As a peer on Survivor, I think it just pisses them the fuck off. I mean, did anyone hear her expressing that? Because if oh. so, I, I agree with you. You don't want other people to know that you're feeling that so early in the game, right? Because it's both weakness, which isn't good because you're on a tribe right now. You're not playing an individual game yet. And it's like, well, come on, get the maybe you should go home. I just someone I don't think anyone hears what she says exactly, but someone does say like. Oh, you know, it's only day five. It's only going to get way worse from here or something like that. And it's like... I keep saying day two because we're on episode two. Right. It's day five. Yeah. But it's like, I think that there is some talk that she's saying about like, oh, I'm so tired or oh, I'm so hungry. And it's like, it's only fucking day five. Get your shit together. That could be a theme of this episode of maybe this is like honeymoon phase is starting to wear off for some people in regards to relating to other people where like maybe I find you fucking annoying maybe I don't want to hear you be so manic all the time or Marianne. who you are or maybe uh, I don't want to hear you complain because it's only day two and we've got like three more weeks together out here yeah Tori <laughs> so and, and then so okay Drea has her extra vote uh, Roxroy is kind of like planning on voting for Tori if it comes down to it. Drea's really liking sitting in the smoke. Sitting in the smoke. Yeah, there's this moment in the campfire where she's yes, being yes. billowed by smoke. And, and Rock's it's like, always like, get out of the smoke, get out of the smoke. She's like, no, there's no fucking bugs. That's That would be me. I'd be like, I am going to sit in smoke constantly because otherwise bugs and welts will be all over my skin. Bugs would be something I would struggle with. I hate bugs and bug bites. It's funny that there's a lot of people on this season that are very openly not outdoorsy people. And also, like, I hate this is disgusting and gross. I think it's Marianne when she's looking for an idol later is like, yes. ew, outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> You're on an island, Marianne. Like, yes, you literally signed up. To live outdoors and do nothing but be outdoors. Yes. So, uh, speaking of Drea, not only does she enjoy sitting in that smoke, she wants to maybe be sitting in that lady alliance. I did say Drea sitting in smoke. Hope she doesn't go up in flames. Oh, well, that's clever. But then she wants to go girl strong. Yes. And Swathi and Tori seem pretty receptive off the bat. Well, so far fucking goddamn motherfucking stupid drea to talk about what you got yes never volunteer what you got unless yes. someone's suspicious well because it, and you're trying to like cover yourself just keep it quiet had had she not led with having this advantage right maybe swathi wouldn't feel like drea is such a target such a, a threat and maybe you could have cultivated the oh a hundred percent but yeah, you're right. As it is, Swathi's now wary of Drea, and she approaches Tori, who now, because Tori had votes last week, is Tori, super jazzed. Just happy to be part of the gang. But just I happy know. to not be on the chopping block herself. I feel like Drea is this team's glue. Mm. Like, she bonds the gentlemen with the ladies, so I don't think that Swathi turning on Drea, unless she uses the information that Drea's got this extra vote to, like, 
tell the guys this and then it's like oh well she didn't tell us that and like that i think it's short her face it's short-sighted to, to target drea right i, I think it, cultivating the lady alliance is better long-term gameplay rather than being so reactive to something she has and is telling you she has you know yeah. what I mean? it's an olive something branch. you can fucking use yeah that is just like knee-jerk reactive gameplay that is maybe a bad move on swathy's part should we move over to Vati? Yeah, and those ugly crabs. Yes. We kind of come in on, they do find some crabs. Uh, Jenny, who's a city girl, calling them just big bugs. Why don't they use like a hat or a bag or something to try to catch them? They like mm. use leaves and like wrap them in a leaf <laughs> leaf bundle. Like it's what funny. the fuck? Why didn't I think of like, because I think you just revealed that you're smarter than lots of people. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that. They probably didn't think of it either. Using like a hat. Good call. Um, High is struggling. Uh, yes, because High is a vegan. Yes. Hard thing to be on Survivor. Hard thing to be. Under and like, normal circumstances. Oh, right? Like, Meatless Mondays are doable, but beyond that... Well, I'm just talking about, like, on Survivor in normal circumstances, it's hard to be a vegan. But, but you're usually given rice. That's rice and beans are, like, your staple, so it's not too bad, but, like... Having nothing going, like, literally five days with subsuming almost n- literally no calories. He finally gives in to the crab. He has this moment where he is, um, well, like before that, Mike is funny in the scene. Mike is so funny. Just I that love he, like, Mike. Mike is like, oh, you're not going to have any high? Do you want some? And then like, okay, no, he's a vegan. And then Mike is talking about like, I'm going to eat burgers after this. Oh, I'm sorry. I sorry, hi. Like, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck, <laughs> so fuck. funny. I talked about eating meat. Like, you can talk about eating fucking meat in front of vegans. It's not, like, forcing him to... It's not even eating it in front of him. It's not, like... Yes. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, even that, it's, like, not, like... I don't know. It's fine to eat meat in front of vegans, but, like, you're not even doing that. You're no. literally just speaking about an intention to <laughs> and then eat getting meat really in the future. Yeah. And, like, funny. Um, High has his moment down by the river, yes, mm-hmm. where it's, like, this is the your thing that you're getting emotional about. This is your personal breaking point gets a little love from people the awkward daniel hug that's mm-hmm. nice i like daniel a lot and then hi eats a little bit of the meat good call on high's part oh yeah you gotta like the universe will understand like he says <laughs> yes you can eat fucking fish and seafood and shit while you're here and whatever ledger you think is being tallied as i mean far like as the number yeah. of cows you've killed in your life well and bro if you don't want to like participate in like the kfc reward because you know that's coming from like <laughs> well, really poorly treated remember, animals that's, and that's, shit like that like that's a cross. You're catching you're catching a live crab that's had a beautiful life and you're just like yeah, using sure. it to sustain you versus like like i don't know i think the majority of vegans are also like a like you would hope i don't know high speaks to loving animals that's you know so like i think that's part of it for him but i will say there's a lot more integrity to killing and eating this crab than yes going to kfc i don't think there's going to be a kfc sponsored segment <laughs> on american survivor 41 i mean a girl can hope can't she? yeah you hope the colonel shows up i hope it bridges the gap from australia to america you know how they um had celebrities playing colonel sanders for a little while yeah i think jeff probe should play the colonel oh my god that would be hilarious and then give me like a whole month of like there's richard hatch as the colonel oh there's that'd fucking, be fun what castaways do you want to see colonel castaway tweet at us your favorite 
Colonel Castaway. Yeah, who, that's what great. Survivor Castaway do you want to see play the Colonel? Boston Robs Colonel. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Colonel goes to Boston. Yes, and then Sandra too, right? Sandra as the Colonel. Mm, only if it's got a little extra flavor. <laughs> It's extra spicy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this Mike Idol craziness. He is working hard at camp and he's working hard looking for an idol. Yeah. He uh finds it and freaks the fuck out. He it's the thing that we saw last season where there are other there's one of these idols at each camp and it's not active until everyone has activated between the three camps. And you have a secret phrase that you have to say to activate it. Mike's phrase is, what, there's such grace in soccer, it makes me cry. Right, and he talks about how, like, he coaches football back home. Okay, this is fucking bullshit, bro. This is the, I, Mike has mostly risen above the perception of, like, meathead tough guy. Yes, but, but then. This is his, he's succumbed to, like, the worst. Also, like, you're, like, Puerto Rican and you don't love soccer, Mike? Well, okay, so he goes ahead and tells his kids that soccer isn't a sport. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a ludicrous thing. It takes, thing. like, so much skill to be a... Like, you have to do just as much as you do in football, except for physically harm people. Yeah, you're, it's Literally not... Literally everything that you do in football, you do in soccer, except for the physical yes yes because it's like you can't even say that soccer is not a physical sport it's an incredibly physical sport people get hurt in soccer Mm -hmm. like people play rough in soccer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but yes you're not allowed to throw your body against another player legally you know what i mean it's a very silly aren't we past this Soccer is the world's game. Everyone loves soccer. Americans now love soccer. Yes. Get over it. Saying soccer isn't a sport in 2022 is such a like baffling. It's like saying baseball is not a sport. It's like saying football isn't a sport. It's like you're going to get yourself canceled, Mike. I think Mike just got canceled. (laughs) Mike just got canceled. I love Mike. (laughs) I do But Mike. Mike's been canceled. It's Mike's number. We're branding it as Mike's meathead moment. Yeah. You're better than this, Mike. That's the name of our episode. Mike's meathead moment. KFC presents Mike's Mike's meathead meathead moment. moment. Please. Please. Okay. Okay. You just Um, heard it happen, folks. Yep. So Mike tells Jenny because he's like, okay, my idol gets rid of my vote. So like, I don't fucking, this isn't something I can navigate by myself. Yes. So I'm going to go pull in Jenny. Jenny is the brains of the operation. She can help me out. But then <laughs> but, 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 I'm going to also tell also, Daniel. I find it's very endearing that Mike just doesn't know what to do with this. Idol. No. They're just like, I don't know. This is very complicated. What the <laughs> fuck? Soccer? I'm playing Survivor. What? And then, then Daniel. Mike, oh, my God. Loved, so smart. So smart. And Daniel loving the twist and yeah. being like, Jeff cooked this up in his kitchen one night. You like, think Jeff is the one who planned this? Legitimately, though, Jeff is an executive producer on Survivor. Jeff fucking lives in Fiji. You don't think Jeff, if Jeff has an yeah. idea that is Jeff. It, doesn't Jeff have the best life? Oh, my God. He's got the best fucking life. I was going to bring this up at Tribal, but do we like Jeff's current hair? This yeah, season. Jeff looks great. He looks good. Jeff is just like the best person in the world. If I could be anyone right now, I'd be Jeff Probst. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. Doesn't hate he to have be... the best life? I would not hate to be Jeff. Probst. No. What a success. Oh, you know God. what I mean? What a story of a guy just carving out his niche on TV and mm-hmm. fucking riding it out for, for 20 fucking 42, 21 seasons. years. Yeah. What Jesus a... Christ. Like RuPaul. Yeah. 
you love to see it. But way more fun. You get to live in fucking Fiji. True. In a mansion, I'm sure. I mean, and I think the Fiji people are very happy to have Survivor there. That mm-hmm. it's like continual. It's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a tangent. Um, yeah, so. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel um tells oh what about mike mike leading daniel through the forest trying to find where he buried his idol (laughs) it's like it's at it's somewhere where the path forks part of me wishes so much that they hadn't refound it be very it would be so fucking funny daniel being like charmed but also baffled by mike's gameplay biggest biggest mistake it's like i it's funny that like i don't think mike has any chance of possibly winning at all but i honestly don't think daniel has any possible choice chance of winning either i think daniel's gonna win no i i no i'm calling it right now i think daniel's gonna win if this, you know what? Were, I look if at this Daniel, were surviving Maine, 1,000%. Let me tell you, there's that kid that was on CBS Survivor, not, uh, and he's like, he's a ginger, and he's dorky and skinny, and he like, he overcame. He got really sunburned right when they came out, and then he started winning immunities late in the game. He's like a dark horse. Daniel's a dark horse. Dan- Daniel has more physicality. Then it seems like he does. Hashtag Daniel Dark Horse. Daniel Dacker. I I'm calling it. I think Daniel's going Hashtag to Hashtag Daniel Daiquiris. Daniel Daiquiris. He's gonna drink some daiquiris because he's the Dark Horse. I do I think I'm call- right. Daniel is my winner. I think he's going right. to win the season. Alright. I'll take that. He's my my Jewish golden boy. Okay. And that <laughs> but then Daniel tells Chanel. And so, like, basically their whole tribe knows about this idol. Yes. I and do- he talks and then he talks Mike into not activating it i like i very smart on daniel's part yes. of like we're going to manipulate mike and just yeah mike you have no reason to activate this there's no mm-hmm. let the other people come to you yeah very smart on Let's daniel's vote part. him out so this never gets activated yeah moving right. over to taku taco taku marianne is on a hundred a hundred percent yes we start with her chopping poorly Here's Marianne. Oh my God. Marianne. Jonathan moves away from her, like terrified. I like, it's funny that like each tribe, maybe less so Ika, but Vati definitely has my people that I'm just very endeared towards already. On the Taku tribe, Jonathan is a person that I very endeared by. The Jonathan Omar bromance. Charming. My favorite thing of the whole season. Like, I am shipping them final two. That's what I want. I mean, I would love I to want see Jonathan Omar to. at the end together. That would make my whole heart happy. Their bromance is really nice. And Jonathan has a gentleness and an introspection that is, it kind of knocks you off kilter that you're not expecting from him. That is just so charming mm-hmm. right off the bat. And Absolutely. Him with Omar. And Omar is also a great castaway i really enjoy omar as well but yes they're bromance but yeah uh, marianne no one can fucking handle marianne's energy right now Mar- mary a I, mariah? mariah mariah i'm always gonna fuck every time i look at her name my brain has to do the arithmetic of how to say it mariah mariah is like on her last nerve with marianne can't handle it it's like you are a crazy girl and i can't handle your energy I think Lindsay has a quote of like, she's just very young and excitable and exhausting. You know, Mary, that's, she's just always on. She's like yeah. doing the, 
the con. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or she's like con from Survivor Australia of like, I'm Marianne on CBS. She's like doing like play acting that she's on television. Yes. It was great. When Khan did it this season on Australia, there's four other people doing it with him. When right. Marianne's doing it, it's just like a solo manic thing she's doing alone. Manic. Manic is a very good term to describe the energy that Marianne brings. It's very like, she's a firecracker. Yes. Uh, Omar reveals that he's a Muslim. This is a fun moment. I really, it's very charming for Omar lovely Marianne offering and then following through on weaving him a prayer um, rug really also love how like Omar's like talks of okay sorry no I'm just you say okay Omar talks about being Muslim says like well if you have any questions like please like I'd love to talk about it and answer any questions and then Jonathan's like yeah man if you have any questions about being Christian like that's like maybe the start of there that's a little spark and then Lindsay's like, well, I'm not really a great Jew, so, so you, guys you probably know more than I do. <laughs> Fucking best moment of the episode. Great. Love that moment. Fucking loved it. I also enjoy Omar saying, so, you know, I'm not idol hunting. I am just praying. You know, if I go off down on the beach, that's what I'm doing. So don't vote me off because I'm praying. Here's what I'm really shipping. I want Omar... First Muslim bachelor. Oh, shit. He, like, talked about how he is a 30-year-old virgin. Oh, my gosh, that's so Doesn't want to be a 40-year-old virgin. Oh. Please. Oh. Omar as the first Muslim bachelor. Oh, I, Like, Omar bachelor. Oh. Omar Mar. bachelor. That is, that's good. Like, what I need in my life. That's let's, what I fucking need. Let's fucking Omar. Hashtag Omar for bachelor. Omar the bachelor. I I need it. That'd be good. Wouldn't it be great? Be some synergy. It would be going? like a great like meshing, or the word I like to use, melding. A great melding of a uh, a uh, like worlds. Yeah. The Bachelor and I think Survivor. They call, it, they call it synergy. Is synergy. what they call it. Yeah. The synistic energy. Synatic? Cross, yeah, something. I don't know. But Omar wouldn't that bachelor. be great? I love Wouldn't that. that be fucking great? It's one of those ideas that when you hear it, it just sounds right. It's just a correct idea. Because all he's got here is this bromance with Jonathan. He needs a real romance. You see Omar in a suit standing outside the bachelor mansion with Justin Paul, no, Jason Palmer. What's that? Who's the current Jesse? Host? Jesse Palmer. I say every J name but Jesse. And all these ladies impressing omar all their little bits all the talking heads omar being conflicted or you know that omar wouldn't pull a clayton here's the thing he would not sleep with three women and then break their hearts or do we let it be a joe millionaire situation with jonathan and omar right that could be fun especially if one of them wins the million i know but then they would all know presumably who the millionaire yes. is that's so funny <laughs> i watch survivor it's omar <laughs> i know who joe millionaire is i think what we're saying is we just want some type of reality show where omar finds love exactly that's all i need in my life funny that we're not feeling and that it's way not of, with marianne yes that we're not doing that for marianne <laughs> omar is just a little bit more low-key on his love search you're right He's not reeking of desperation. No. And he's older yes. and wiser and ready for love. He's ready where, for love. Where Marianne is just looking for a fling. All right. Um, Omar, and then, it, speaking of Omar later, he's trying to chop. 
yes. This is kind of like where we get a lot of the bromance stuff. Yes. Jonathan helps him with chopping the coconut. Um, he's, I love that he says, like, I can look into Omar's eyes and know that he trusts me. So much of what Jonathan talking about the relationship is like steeped in romantic language. Jonathan says, together we make a perfect human. And he says, like, everything I'm lacking, Omar has. Like, and he's like, Jonathan, I think other you're, way around are too. you saying that you complete each other? I <laughs> think that's exactly what he's saying. But he is, um, he's, he's struggling to connect with Mariah. A yeah. Little bit. And yeah, he's saying that the two people he hasn't like, Fully made that bond with our Mariah and Marianne. Um, but Omar says that Jonathan is his meat shield and he's Jonathan's brain shield. I love it. Let's talk about Mariah and her heartthrob story. Yes, Mariah, whose brother crazily... Was the very first nurse to die of COVID in the pandemic. That's wild. That's heartbreaking. Very sad. Yeah. Very, very sad. She wears his face etched into a heart on her necklace that she wants to like bury somewhere on the island and have like a memorial for him. Yeah. I love that. That's a nice. It's kind of littering, but. Well, and then I'm like, I know how this episode ends. Did she, I know. Did she get that no, opportunity? She was definitely wearing it when she was at tribal. So, but, you know, it'd be really nice even just to get like a moment of like, yeah, here's a shot of like the producers allowing her because she's going to be on like Ponderosa. Here's right? my question. Okay. Yeah. Is Ponderosa a thing for everyone? Like, do they keep everyone there and then like fly them home at once? Hmm. Or is it like, do they send each person home until they get to jury and Ponderosa is only for the jury members? I'm not sure. You would With COVID, you could imagine if it wasn't everyone always that maybe that is something they'd be doing now that like, you're fucking here. We're not going to send yeah. you. Yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm not sure either. It'd be good to know. Yeah. The knowledge is out there, I think. We're it just, is. We just don't do any research. I mean, and I would assume that that's the case because they make comments about it later on. Before we jump to immunity and reward, Maria, Mariah, Mariah does just say that the closure that she would get through doing this for her brother would be worth more than a million dollars. So hope hopefully, they, true. hopefully they fucking allowed her to do it. Yeah, she, no kidding. You're not getting one of those things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and hop to immunity. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International's coverage of season 42 of American Survivor. That's right, these crazy international kids are covering something in the U.S. Hey, I'm American. Yippee, skippy, cowboy. Right? Yeehaw. That's how American stock. So we're going to hop into day five immunity. Yes. Uh, so we hop into it, and right off we learn that Marianne had a big old crush on Zach. That she's... Apparently, he was every type of white guy that she likes. That's a real type, Marianne. That's like... It's a specific type of fella. I mean, if I were to say, like, he's every type of Asian guy that I like, doesn't that come off as, like... Here's the thing, okay. A certain way... Um, something I've learned as a white person is the experiences of minorities are not the inverse of my experience. No, so, but just like saying like, although it, yes, as a white person, if I'm like, 
she's the exact type of Asian woman I'm attracted to. It sounds weird. It just doesn't sound, it just doesn't have that same loaded context coming from Marianne talking about white people, right? It just doesn't. I feel like, but it, what if Marianne had said like, Khan is every type of Filipino man that I, like, I don't know. Maybe with whiteness, it is, it's something that's okay with whiteness because whiteness is, the thing about it because it doesn't mean anything because it's not a specific you know what i mean you're not tying it to a specific nationality mm -hmm. and even black okay. is a more concrete thing or african-american it you know like like white is like are you talking about like anglo-saxon are you about nordic european irish it's just goofy to me that she singles out the i like the why didn't like why is he's every type of nerdy guy or like every type of like i mean maybe she's just speaking to a very specific niche of like i'm attracted to this type of white guy hmm. okay when i'm attracted to white guys they're zach maybe 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 i think worth exploring um so <clears throat> yes and she also says that she has a hundred percent rejection rate with the fellas <laughs> Jeff says that he loves love, and I will remind you that Jeff found a wife on Survivor once, so he's really... Did they get divorced, though? Eventually, but it doesn't mean that he loves love any less. He does love love. I love the idea of him just becoming the host of The Bachelor. and Jeff, like helping... Jeff should fucking be the host of The Bachelor. I know, and helping people from uh, fucking Survivor find love. I love the idea of Jeff loving love. Yeah. Myself. Love. Love. So this is both immunity and reward. Yes, you have what they're doing is they have one caller and they're guiding blindfolded. I can't talk blindfolded. guiding blindfolded people who are tethered together. Yes. As they it's not just like I feel like on older seasons of Survivor and they're getting pieces of puzzles like bags of puzzle yes. pieces, but they're not just like strewn around a field. There's a full on fucking obstacle course you have to navigate with lots of things that you can get hurt on. There's like a crazy thing you've got to like turn yeah. and there's like a pit of sawdust you've got to go through and big old boxes to navigate and yeah, a lots big of things like to wheel into. of string that you have to untool. Yeah, like and, a spool you've got. Yeah, like, that's massive. And then once you do collect all the bags, you have to assemble the puzzle blindfolded. Well, you as well. have to be led all the way through the maze by your unblindfolded person, then solve the puzzle. Yes, but you don't get to solve like you still have a caller who's directing two people to solve the puzzle. The blindfolds don't come off at any point. I have multiple things to talk about here. Please. I think it would be horrible to not be the caller in this situation. Yeah, I agree. But here's the thing. You would be a good caller. I would be a great caller. I would be a terrible caller. You would be a horrible caller. You say that it would be terrible to be anything but the caller. I have zero interest in being the caller. And like the thing is... You want to be Daniel sitting out on the bench. Maybe. If you have to be in it, I think there's pressure on you both ways. There, there's pressure on you as the caller to direct people well. Mm -hmm. And there's pressure on you as one of the people being directed to follow those directions. But the pressure on the caller is a hundred times more than the Yes, because you can't fucking see anything. Yes, you can always shuck the blame back on the caller. Absolutely. If anyone's walking away with blame, it's the caller. And let's talk about the callers. We've got Drea for blue, Lydia for green, and Jonathan for orange. So that's Drea for Ika, Lydia for Vati, <laughs> Jonathan for Taku, just to give that context as well. Yes. Uh, 
who was the best caller? Um, Jonathan. I think his like switch up to using his like <sighs> voice helped a lot. He was also clapping sometimes. Mm-hmm. He was very hoarse. I think maybe Lydia. It, it ebbed and flowed, honestly, you know? Okay, but here's my thing. Did the collar for the maze have to be the collar for the puzzle? It didn't seem like it because Jeff made a note. He didn't say it for Lydia when they had fallen behind at that point, but he did make notes saying Jonathan can, going to continue calling for Taku. Drea going to continue calling for Iku. That's where, that is where they fucked up. That they should have swapped at that point? Jonathan specifically. He is not, he. He's bad at puzzles. He's bad at puzzles. He said that day one, I am not a puzzle person. And they've so why Omar, are you letting him be the thing. fucking eyes for the fucking puzzle? They didn't think it through. So stupid. They're not thinking that the person, they have Omar physically doing the puzzle. Swap those two out. You need Omar's eyes and Jonathan's hands. You don't need fucking Omar physically. Anyone can do that part. You just yeah. need someone who can follow directions. Absolutely. That's a great point. Jonathan should have been swapped out. Absolutely. I will say when they got to that point, Everyone did much better as the caller in this like smaller Smaller. where you're not having to yell. You're just directing people. Everyone did pretty okay at that stage. Um, Another thing is this is like where I think the distinction between U.S. survivor and our international survivors kind of come into play is particularly like Australia and this season of Australia This is very physical, yes, but also a very, like, puzzle-heavy thing. It's always the marriage of two. It's very, very rarely fully puzzle or fully... which is good. ...fully physical. I think it's a positive. I really enjoy that aspect. I think that balance is important. Australian Survivor is weighted too far on the physicality. Also, I really feel production and money here. I Mm -hmm. feel like... The challenges, the like, they just look better constructed. Everything just, you can just feel a that brighter a little. Absolutely. You can just feel that they've been doing this for 20 years and that there's like an American television money back production this. behind it. Yeah. And that like, oh, this is their set location. A hundred percent. They don't travel. They don't have a different area that they have to work with that like comes back down. It's like, no. This is where they're at year round. There's huge value in that. And it does add something to it. I don't need them going to different locations. It's fine just to have Survivor be you're on an island, you know? Yeah. Lindsay smacks her head really hard. Yeah. And like, again, I don't think we really need to go through the like the specific beats of this. No, I just like there's one point where Lindsay really smacks her head. Absolutely. There's also a moment where Roxroy smacks his um, man, man his balls and then someone tells roxroy you got to protect the balls like like, daniel sitting daniel? from the oh, sit out okay. bench it makes sense that that was daniel yeah come on daniel roxroy doesn't need to hear your shit from the sit out bench right now bro roxroy doesn't need your shit daniel yeah the puzzle is the great equalizer as always everyone kind of you know they get to that point and then they're just doing the puzzle so it just comes down to who can do the puzzle the best yeah um what is it vati is number one and then, and then Ika, it's literally down to the last. They're both on their last piece. And Ika takes it. Yeah. So Taku is going to tribal. Ika Definitely should not have had Jonathan as the caller for the puzzle. That's such a good. I didn't think of that. And you're 100% correct that that is their fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's just not thinking about it. I think it's just like, oh, we want the guy who's good at puzzles doing the puzzle, but not thinking that he's not doing the puzzle. He's just watching. Yeah. Um, Ika gets their flint back. Taku gets their flint taken away. Or not watching, but like manipulating the pieces. I know what you meant for sure. And then. uh, But I don't know if our listener did. Worth clarifying. Yeah. Marianne, horny as ever, describes tribal as the worst date ever. Mm-hmm. You go in and I don't know. I forget. Her yeah. Analogy. She's like, oh, you go in with someone that you really like and you leave and never see them again. It's like, okay, Mary. Is that how dating works for you, Marianne? It has been. She has 100% unapproved rating, oh, I guess right? So. I guess I just don't have that experience. So let's go back with our losers. Can I also say that the structure of this episode is so good. I love it. I love that we spend the first part. Let's check in with all three tribes once. Then let's circle back and check in with all three tribes again. Then let's go to immunity and reward. And then post that. Let's spend time only with the tribe going to tribal. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Just Makes it really easy for us recappers. I get beats from everyone. I know all the people. We do. It, we talked about how we know the cast of Survivor 42 so much quicker than you get to know, like, oh, we're on episode 15 of Survivor Australia and maybe don't know everyone as well as we know people yeah, here. Tell me something about Josh. You know, what do you know about the <laughs> yeah. castaway Josh? No idea. All right. So Jonathan and Omar are discussing that it's either going to be Marianne or Mariah. But they have each other's backs. Yes. Um, They come up. So Marianne decides to look for the idol. Yes. What about this moment where like Jonathan's speaking to Omar and he's like, oh, we've got to like look these ladies in the eyes and tell them that we're not voting them. Voting for them. And then to him saying, oh, we're not going to vote for you. <laughs> Good editing. So funny. Delightful. Uh, yes. Then Marianne's looking for the idol. She's getting like suit. Like you can see like there's cobwebs in her hair and like, yeah, she's fucking searching the fucking jungle. I feel like half the time people stay so clean doing it, but she's just like going to town. She doesn't find it. No. Omar does speak to the fact that she likes Mariah, but he likes Mariah more. He connects to her more, Mm -hmm. but that Marianne kind of does have this like social aspect to her and this hustle that is going to lend itself better going forward in the game. But speaking in front of Mariah, he's like, she'll have a great romance at Ponderosa. I think I felt how quick these episodes are, these yes. early episodes on 41, but I kind of, I'm not hating it. No, I think this is great. I agree. And with that, should we as well just be quick and head to Tribal? I think we shall. So, at Tribal. They talk about how being a tribe of five, you're so small that you build super big bonds with people very quickly. It's only been five days, but they really feel tight. Uh, Marianne is very animated at mm-hmm. Tribal. She's doing like this Spongebob like woo 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 type like spinning around noise. Jeff just like looks at her and like responds with wow at one point. It's so ridiculous. I, I guess it's genuine. Like it really is just who Marianne is right? Mm-hmm. But Spongebob is a good parallel for Marianne. She yeah. is Spongebob. Um, Mariah is wearing her brother. Okay. That's nice. I took, well. That she hasn't buried it. So maybe, yeah. Not nice. You're going to tribal. You think you got more time, Marianne, or Mariah. Mariah. I don't know about that. I really hope they gave her the opportunity. I'm assuming they would let her, right? They wouldn't let her say that on camera and then not give her that moment privately. Yeah, I hope so. 
Um, Marianne is saying, uh, don't send me to Zach. You know, I'm 23 and single, super horny, but wants She's to stay so horny for the chatty. million. Mariah is just like done with Marianne. The yeah. look on her face during tribal is please vote her off. Speaking of voting, Marianne gets that extra fucking vote. She does get the extra vote. Um, yeah. Mariah goes to vote first. Marianne has the, the double vote. And uh, yeah, Mariah plays her shot in the dark. So she does not vote. No. And it's interesting that Zach played it last week. So, so far this season, we have everybody the, who's felt nervous and has gotten played, voted out, which I think way up from last season. Oh, there was one person in total last season that did. Yeah, just very interesting that we're seeing people really utilize that option more this season. Whether it's that they're more keyed into the fact that they're that they might be voted off, or they're just more Down willing to, to give up their vote. Yeah, to... interesting. I like I like watching these two seasons back to back to see how people interact with these new twists differently. It's fun. I really have enjoyed that. And it's like striking. It's this new thing. There's no precedent, right? There's mm-hmm. no. It's Kelly nothing that Wentworth. they can base any decisions 100%. off of. Yeah, it's strictly like, what would you do? What are you going to do? Like, you don't have anything to like think about gameplay with. There's no theory. Yeah, love it. Um, and yet, I mean, we see three votes and they're all for Mary, for Mariah. Her yeah. shot in the dark does not protect her. No, it does not. And she's, she's pretty classy. She says, bye guys. Everyone like, oh, we love you, Mariah. Oh, that was so fun. Uh, she turns back and says, bring it home. Yeah. But she's wearing that necklace of her brother. So I really hope she gets to bury it. She talked about how she wanted to, for herself, not be the caretaker and the mom. Yeah. And I feel like in that last moment when she turns around and says, bring it home. Like, Is being the caretaker very, and the mom. To, you reverted back to mom mode. Yes. Right away. And that's episode two. Yeah. That was fucking great. Good episode. I very much can't wait to see where the bromance of Jonathan and Omar go. I'm like into like the Jonathan Omar Lindsay trio kind of like pushing pretty far. I like Lindsay too. I yeah. See, yeah. I mean, I have my people. I love Daniel. I like Mike. Mm-hmm. Omar and Jonathan. You like Mike? Make me like Mike. You ever see that, that movie? Yeah. He whispers to his shoes and yes. he becomes like Mike. Yes. Classic. Yeah. So follow us at <laughs> INC Survivor Cast. Follow all of our other coverage. We're doing lots of fun stuff. Like, Whoopie Week is on the comment, horizon. Retweet, talk about us. All the things that podcasts ask, ask you, to, you do. to do. Stole that from the Dead Eyes podcast. Gosh, you're such a goof. <laughs> all right. We love you, Survivor Cast International crew. See you next week. Bye. Bye bye.